How's it, everyone? We are the Joystick Show. Your three favorite friends from Hawaii are back to talk story about what brings us joy in comics, video games, and pop culture. We'll share our stick with you, so stick around. If you fancy what you hear, please like and subscribe on the platform you frequent. Your support is greatly appreciated. If this is your first time, mahalo for spending it with us. I'm your co-host, Drake. That's Thomas. What up, what up? That's Scott. How's it? And tonight is another night where we bring you some fantastic trailers, news, and reviews. All the things that you love and enjoy about the Joystick Show and your three best buds. But first of all, it's been a week. So how are you guys? How's how's things? What's happening? Pretty good. I saw some stuff over the weekend, Ooh, which was cool. With your eyes? With my eyeballs and mm-hmm. with my earballs. They heard things. Uh, yeah, there was no earballs. like smelling, though. We're not in 4DX yet, I guess. So I wanted to smell something, but uh, maybe. So you didn't shower? So oh, nuts? no I smell i actually went in like the a last little tom us. and jerry costume and i just like put a clothespin right on my nose and then just walked around like that there you go wow. yeah so anyways what about you guys <laughs> yeah pretty good had overnight shifts so just Woo-hoo! sick Woo! trying to get back yeah. to daytime living yeah daytime daytime living is for losers i know right Lizards? Lizard losers. Yeah, you want to be oh. with us vampires. Vampires. I think I'd I'd be a vampire. As long as it's like in a series or something, I'd be be about it. Better <laughs> fucking sparkle, dude. Uh, yeah, I yeah, just sparkle. I gotta let people know. Before we jumped on, everything Drake was talking about, I'd be like, Yeah, that'd be pretty cool as a series. You know, yeah, like, so we then yeah, spun it. World War Z should be a series. Yeah, we then spun it to like go to the grocery store, and then Scott, I think you were like, went for tomatoes, got potatoes. Oh, that should be a series. <laughs> like everything, just into a series. Uh, one series that we are getting that we just got a trailer for today, which is Agent Elvis on Ooh. Netflix. This looks pretty interesting. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Because I don't know how I feel about it. That's why we literally put it on the Instagram. Hey, what do you guys – how do you guys feel about this? Because I don't know. I guess this weekend I didn't know how to feel about a lot of things and this was one of them. Um, And yeah, how do you guys feel about Matthew McConaughey playing Agent Elvis for this Netflix cartoon? I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just going to depict the real life of Elvis Presley. I mean, he did go insane because he was a part of a larger CIA operation in the uh, in the sixties and seventies uh, that uh, required him to do a lot of um, what is it called drugs. So, hence the reason why he kind of towards the back end of his life uh, really had to reel it back in and it was so hard to kind of see him get fat and uh etc etc but this is essentially just going to be a cartoon version of what that was um in uh in an alternate universe i would say was that all in like the baz lerman movie um i want to i want to say yes but it was in the it was in the backdrop it was uh uh what is it called it was it wasn't explicitly said. Okay. So. We need to call in Ty from Cold Talk Net. Who, <laughs> his episode is releasing, I think, next week. But anyways, if you don't know it, check out Cold Talk, Talk Net. What about you, Scott? Um, yeah, I didn't know any of that about Elvis. So this show just looks like crazy, <laughs> like Archer-esque meets like Adult Swim yeah. um, sort of stuff. So. Yeah, check it well, out. Everything I said fun. was 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 fictional. Okay, because I made that up in my brain house. Oh, so okay. I was gonna say they should make a series and like yeah, I know, they should make a series about it because yeah, it's it's coming out on Netflix that's, soon. That's too good. Yeah, <laughs> you it said was, it like it was fact, and I was like, I'm gonna talk to Drake after the show, see how he's doing. <laughs> right, <now. Yeah>. right. <laughs> get real deep in these foxholes over yeah, here. Yeah, he's spending too much time on the dark web or and. <laughs> Or yeah. the dark side of Reddit over here. Uh, no, I seriously felt like there must be some type of weird uh, cult. Not weird, but just cult conspiracy. Probably weird um, cult conspiracy out there somewhere. So that's interesting. We didn't even mention 
you know, the McConaughey of it all, where one, it's just interesting that McConaughey thought he could, and it seems like he's doing an okay job of pulling off the Elvis voice, but yeah, it's just weird. Like, how do you get Matthew McConaughey involved in this project? Did he come up with it? So many questions here because it looks super off the wall and kind of goofy, a really interesting show and premise. I don't know. I'm going to check it out because I have family who's huge fans of Elvis. You know, he is the king for various reasons. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it looks it looks weird. It looks weird to me. I'm just going to say that. No, I, I agree. I think um, cast-wise, it's going to be interesting. I, I kind of like what they're doing in terms of the art style. But I think if you have a Matthew McConaughey, uh, it's probably going to do well. It's probably going to do well. So, so check it out. I think that's what they're making on. Yeah, check it out. So uh, speaking of cast, because I mm. didn't recognize everybody in this, but it seems to be a remake, or it is a remake, of something that was pretty iconic from the 90s. Scott, why don't you hit us with our next trailer? Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, give me a sec. <laughs> I was on the mute. Hey! <laughs> um, okay, white man can't jump? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well. <laughs> you know, I did like you, briefly you, saw this trailer. No, you were going to get called oh on God, tonight. So funny. <laughs> I know, like, when, when people hear Scott, they normally think basketball. So I can understand why you thought that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was not as prepared as one would have liked yeah. in this situation. Dunkaroos. Right. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks, Ouch. It looks interesting. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know mm. if I'm like going to be rushing to the theaters to see it, but it looks like they what? rebooted Why Man Can't Jump. I don't know. That's just a personal thing. I don't know. It's nothing, yeah. nothing bad about the... Do you, you know? <clears throat> remember the original White Man Can't Jump with uh, Blade and Woody Harrelson? I remember the casting more than the movie itself, unfortunately. I remember the yeah, style more than, than the movie show. itself. Yeah. yeah. So the premise is... Wesley Snipes is like, I'm good at basketball mm-hmm. based off of a lot of different things that may not be so obvious. And then he enlists Woody Harrelson because Woody Harrelson doesn't look like he's good at basketball, but he is because he was a collegiate player. So they do a little bit of hustle, hustle, and they get into some shenanigans. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a very great, you know, biracial bonding movie about um, the sport of basketball. So will this 2023 rendition of White Men Can't Jump with Jack Harlow and Cinqua Walls be just as good? We don't know. But it was produced by Blake Griffin. He's a wow. basketball player. Okay. So maybe. I, I you know, I don't know if that means it's gonna be a good movie, but that is interesting that they had somebody from the basketball world produce it. So it, at least the basketball action will look cool. Or oh, Tiana Taylor's gonna be in it. Well, that's that's not a bad thing either. Uh I you know, I think it yep. I don't know who who knows. I Jack Harlow is fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a rapper, he's got some pretty sick raps. But like, I don't know. Like Woody Harrelson, it felt. I don't know. I guess a little bit more interesting of a story because he he really played into the, at least at the beginning of the movie, somebody who didn't look like they played basketball, and Jack mm-hmm. Harlow as we know, is kind of a part of that culture. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's too far of a stretch. You know, like, I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. So like, Woody Harrelson's like a really good actor. And I don't know yeah. of anything Jack Harlow's done other than that's true. music. And that's, there's that as well. Yeah. I don't think he's done any actual, like, quote unquote acting other than like maybe, uh, you know, spots or, uh, the the more specific word I'm looking for, which I can't find right now, hence like, the reason why I'm just saying all these like words. music videos, uh, or like ads, you, commercials. No, like when you are doing a show and then like you pop in as like a guest spot or like on a series, of the sort. Yeah, like on a <laughs> <laughs> like on a series. And the oh, word yeah. of the night is series. Series. Yeah. So, but good point. I I mean I think. It's interesting. It's almost like the remake of um, Space Jam, right? How much more individuals are going to be, or basketball individuals are going to be in there just to promote, quote unquote, the NBA. And then can Jack Harlow really carry? Because I know he's done some All Star games, like some celebrity All Star games, mm. but I don't know how 
good he is at basketball. So that'll be something to see. Um, you know, maybe it's edited well, maybe it's not. Who knows? Right. I mean, he's gonna. He probably can play basketball a little bit better than Jonah Hill. And in you people, they made Jonah Hill look like the man. So yeah. they can make anyone look good. So yeah, yeah, I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Because I think that we'll relationship really has to carry through. And also, yeah, Jack Harlow has to get clowned on a little bit by the rest of the people, you know, rest yeah. of the different teams and players and all that. So I don't know. We'll see. It's on the fence. It seems like it's coming out on Hulu as well. So, hey, if you got Hulu, it's probably not going to cost you anything. I'll give it 20 minutes. That's my rule. I'll, I'll watch something yeah, for 20 not? minutes. If it doesn't catch me in 20 minutes, I'm out. And then I come on here and pretend yeah. like I've watched the whole thing. I know. White men can't jump more like white men can watch. <laughs> Stupid. <What? laughs> I mean, yeah. Can't watch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in a, in a world. I tried. Oh, I hey, tried. I appreciate All that. Right. That was good. White men can't good. get through the whole movies. Are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> we don't yeah, know that yeah, yet, yeah. but, you know, it would have been yeah. fun cool to see um, Andrew Santino as the white guy. I know he yeah, like, brought okay. it up jokingly <laughs> yes. on one yeah. of his podcasts, but he also, like, I think in his joke, he was like, I mean, I can play better basketball than him. Like, okay. himself, you know? But, but for but he, real, like, okay, so he, because he's somebody you would not expect. Just the way his demeanor, the way he talks, like, he can, I don't know, I guess he can, like, I don't know, ebonics it up if you want or whatever. He can sound like a homie if he wants to. But it's like, I don't see him as that guy where I see Jack Harlow probably around people who play basketball or rap or whatever just because he's a part of that culture. And it's yeah. like, but Andrew Santino, not so much. And that makes it even better when he does because he plays that like stiff white dude in Dave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that man, I want that. And plus, he's funny. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to laugh. Like, I don't know if Jack Harlow is going to make me laugh. Like, at the very least, Andrew Santino could make me laugh through that movie. Like, who knows about Jack Harlow? We'll, we'll see. Verdict's yeah. out. We'll see. We'll see. Somebody who we don't have to question their acting ability because they just got an EGOT. I want to say yesterday, or was it today? EGOT. I think it was today. Uh, was and is the Viola Davis. Oh, oh congratulations. Um, Scott, could you go over what an EGOT is for all of our listeners? Make sure to unmute yourself this time, though. don't know what the fuck that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can, could you put it in a series? <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's basically like a show based on an accomplishment of winning an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award. Okay, okay but it, but, it really, but just to clarify, it really is for people because <laughs> you said because <laughs> that 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 could get confusing. But it really is everything else you said. Yeah, it's not a it's series, true. but it is that. Yes, but it Emmy, could be Grammy, Oscar, <laughs> I mean, Tony, all the fellas. Dang, I I think there's only like a certain amount of people who've actually done it too, huh? It's like a small list. It is a small list. I don't know the exact number, but I know that she's the third black woman to have gotten this award. So damn, that's very small company. You know, uh, it's it's one thing to be a talented actor where you might win an Oscar, or you know, and then people who normally win Oscars first don't normally go back and get Emmys. I don't think, but you know, it's like seemingly people who are really great TV actors and they get an Emmy can go on to get those Oscars. So like that's possible. But then to be so talented that you could go to Broadway or then have a good enough singing voice or musical talent to win a Grammy or a Tony on top of it is pretty impressive. So yeah, I think it just kind of solidifies for me the greatness that is Viola Davis because mm-hmm. everything she seems to be in, she's believable. She's passionate she's one of those actors like when she's on you're like oh shit she's gonna deliver something and it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be important to the story if you could Dang. guess how many people have gotten you got uh out of i have it here is it 42 more or less than 100 less than 100 more or less than 50. 42 less than 50 42 <laughs> drake's going with 42 <laughs> okay i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go with 41 Okay, no, I'm just oh, you son of a bitch. No, Price is right rules. Gosh um, darn it. It's, I'm gonna say 25. 25. Okay. Uh, Google says 18 people. Yeah. Ah, dang it. That was close. That's a really that, small group of people. That is a very yeah. small That's group crazy. of all the actors throughout time that have won Oscars, all the Tony Award winners, all the Emmy winners. All you know, like that's a very <sighs> that's crazy. small percentage of people. That's pretty amazing. No. 
Mm-hmm. They're in the company of what? Audrey Hepburn, Mel Brooks, uh, I believe uh, James Earl Jones, John Legend, wait, wait, Jennifer Hudson. Do you know these things? Are you Do you believe or are you reading a list? <laughs> yeah, are you reading something? <laughs> I, may or, I may or may not just know. You'll never know. Some of these, because you're getting someone right. Oh. Hey, oh. As he's, I just guess on the e As EGOTs. I can see his computer no, I, screen I, I'm, his lights. Yeah. Yeah, I have, yes. I have going on. Okay, I'll dim. I'll dim my lights. Sorry. Hey, we see you, G. We know, yeah. <sighs> Son of a bitch. The verdict's out. We know. Now you got it. Now it's gone. Now. Nice. Just uh, my brain. That's pretty crazy. She <laughs> she was you know I I saw like a brief interview after and she was crying. She was just like, you know, I can't believe this. Uh, you know, when you tell Viola Davis, you know, what I'm talking to myself twenty years ago, never could I have imagined those things. And I'm always kind of stoked about that, where somebody has a goal or a dream and they just dedicate themselves to this to them themselves to that dream and then you know they just keep going and then boom you know 20 years later they're you know at the top of the food chain it's it's pretty amazing so i'm stoked for her on that uh i think she's an amazing talent i need to see woman woman king woman king i think something to watch that but she's pretty impressive so yeah all props to her well, let me pitch you on a, a, series. a show. It's a new oh, series. Right. It's called um, I Got the EGOT. And <laughs> it goes it goes through individual episodes of people who got the EGOT. It's 18 episodes long, obviously. Okay. And then it goes through the credentials of how these individuals got their EGOTs. It's like a docuseries? It's a docuseries, yeah. All right. I like I'll it. I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll watch Pitched. that for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. All right. Patent pending. Brief nudity. <laughs> In every one of every them. EGOT winner, yeah. Every <laughs> every yeah, every EGOT winner. Some reason they're at. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. all got yeah. naked on the way up to stardom. Looking out for I that. Mean, they all got stuff. got getting yeah. that EGOT. Yeah. Mel Brooks, I'll say, dude, I'll say. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the next bit of news? So over the weekend, not only did Papa Pedro drop another fantastic The Last of Us. But he also got to host something that I'm extremely jealous of, my dream to someday be a part of. He got to host Saturday Night Live. Were you guys able to watch some of that Saturday Night Live? I think Scott did. Only and he's just not. Oh, sorry, one. Only, Only really? this one skit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually. I like how you look back. At it, like it's behind you. <laughs> you can see. Yeah, yeah. It's like on a green screen. He's like that, which it looked believable though. I was like, oh shit, maybe yeah. it's a poster. It looked so good actually. The way they meshed those two stories together. The Last yes. of Us yeah. and Mario Kart. I'm like, yes. this is yeah. really cleverly written. Absolutely. It's a me. It's me. Mario. It's so funny. Mario. Yeah. All, all of his sketches were pretty funny. And you can watch all of those on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, SNL's been crushing it lately. Aubrey Plaza was fantastic. I don't know if it's the actors that they're bringing on or if just the writing is really freaking good right now. But she crushed it. And then him coming on, most of those sketches were pretty damn funny. He, yeah. I was going to say, I I agree. SNL is definitely evolving, obviously, like the 80s, the early 2000s, et cetera, were like, kind of like, for me, the golden years. But all of the individuals they're bringing on have such great resumes mm-hmm. and such great acting accomplishments, as well as personalities, that it makes it easy, I think, for SNL to highlight these individuals and for these individuals to kind of stand out. But that's just my two pennies. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, yeah, I, I agree. You know, it seems like they have changed out some of the cast members, too. And some of them are pretty damn funny, which is awesome. But yeah, in in Pedro Pascal's point, I mean, just the fact that, you know, recently he's been such a really good, serious actor. And to see him be serious in ridiculous situations, you know, or be ridiculous was just a blast. You know, where he did one that was so cringy, but it still was cracking me up where he was laying in this hospital bed and he was like in an accident. And for some reason, he started talking like a baby or like a woman, like a Latina woman when he woke up. And that was just pretty damn funny. Like I don't know why it it shouldn't have worked because it was super cringy, but it kind of made me chuckle. You know, obviously, the Mario Kart one was ridiculous because he he's just he's being. Yeah, it was just a mashup Joel. that. Yeah, he was being yeah. Joel in Mario World, delivering lines li- as Mario, like Joel. Bowser was keyed in with the mouth drawn on. Like, yeah. that shit was And hilarious. everything was just taken way too serious Wait, for yeah. like, the absurdity it was. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a Goomba. 
yeah. this uh, mushroom like it's, with feet for legs. Feet for legs. That that was ridiculous. Uh, he did another one where he like was having a dinner and I don't know if there was an earthquake or something. I didn't watch it. I only watched like a little clip of it. Uh, but him just cracking up while all the glasses are spilling over oh, everywhere yeah. while he's yeah. trying to deliver lines. Man, I, as I've said before, anytime I get to see something where someone breaks, like you get an automatic yeah. laugh out of me. It's no, no question. People, seeing people can't, like not being able to get through a scene and do it seriously, it just makes me crack up so much. So, oh, uh, yeah. I think he's going to win, uh, World's Sexiest Man. Ooh. I like that. That's my, that's my early predict. I, hey, I, I'm not rooting against you on that one. I, I definitely agree. I think he could win it. I mean, it just he is everybody's dad. In fact, they did the episode. Uh, one of the sketches was about his students. Uh, and they're, every day they were taking TikToks of him. And then they used the SNL song. The cuffing season song. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, just funny that, yeah. too. Like he's <laughs> such like he, yeah, he's everybody's daddy, man. It's, it's oh, so good, daddy. Yeah, that was pretty damn funny. So uh, yeah, he crushed it. Interesting thing coming out. Actually, let's just let's just say this since we're on Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. This upcoming weekend, episode five is actually going to come out on Friday instead of Sunday because Sunday is the Super Bowl. So Ooh, as Eagles to not conflict versus yeah yeah versus versus Niners. All right, right. Uh, Philadelphia versus San Francisco. Jesus, dude, this shows you how much I'm like not paying attention to football and now that my team's out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Math. fuck it, I'm out. Seahawks <laughs> are done. I'm out. Yeah, I know. So, so that's bad. <sighs> um, but yeah, so in uh, to not conflict with the Super Bowl, we are or they are moving it to Friday. Um, and so we're going to be collaborating with Geek Freaks to and Challenge Accepted to uh, do a watch party and also maybe drop an episode. So if you're free this coming Friday night, uh, come on, jump on with us. We're going to be chatting The Last of Us as it comes out and we're just going to have a good time. So, yeah, open invite to everybody for that. Nice. Also, it's uh, Eagles and Chiefs. Chiefs. Duh. How do we not know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Eagles and Chiefs. Yeah, the Niners. Stop the Niners. Oh, the Niners, right? oh, the Niners it lost. It's a pretty big upset for all Niners fans. Not yeah. me, but I know a few. Sorry. I'm not good at football. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, good for them. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, AMC, which we uh, have gotten some, the iconic Nicole Kidman trailer out of the AMC uh, whatever you want to call it, trailer before the movie yeah. starts. And yeah, it's it's interesting. They announced today that they are going to a tiered ticket system, something like you would see on Ticketmaster for concerts. Ooh. Yeah, you over it? Boo you that like shit. It? Boo that shit. Yeah, boo that shit. Okay, I'm curious. Why? What's the thought process for you guys? That's some bullshit, dude. <laughs> okay. I, so Fair? I... I Agree in the sense of is cinema kind of fading out with streaming services? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is this a decent or a relevant change to be able to continue to build revenue? Sure, why not? At the same point in time, depends on A, how many theaters you have, how many showings you have, how good your theater seats happen to be. Because, again, the added value of going to the theater is because of all of the quote-unquote amenities and luxuries that you wouldn't necessarily have in your home. Right. So for me, is every AMC going to be doing tiered stuff in the, in the regular like non-3D, non-recliner situation where the, you don't get served food type situation? Because if you're asking me to pay more to sit in a regular theater seat just because it's in a better position when I wanted to go to this matinee, right? Like that to me is kind of you're, – you're pulling hairs in that situation. Yeah, and I think opinion. at this point, they're all reclining seats, right? So they're all the same seat. And really, it's not like – it's not the same as going to a concert because, like, the closer you are to the artist, like, everyone's paying to see the artist. Everyone's seeing the same screen. The screen's not – the shittiest seats are the ones right in the front because they don't even recline all the way for you to really enjoy it. Like, And I've had to sit in that once fairly recently to watch um, – what was it? Endgame. 
because Christina didn't see it, and it fucking sucks. So I don't recommend that. But anything else really is like you're in the same kind of seat. I don't understand like charging more for the middle. And if I'm buying seats for all my friends, right. we just rent a row. Like, you know, we're we're just calling a row out. No one's like, when we get there, like, make sure I have the middle one. Like, we just kind of fucking go sit down. So it's kind of right. it's bullshit in that regard. So, like, what are you going to like? If you're buying a bunch of tickets, you're like, oh, let's make sure we get all the ends because, like, those are the ones we can afford. Like, we're already paying a shit ton of money to go to the movie theaters. They're, like, robbing us with the fucking prices of popcorn and a drink. And then you're going to yep. make us pay more to, like, sit in a seat that's closer to the middle? Like, fuck off, dude. People aren't even going to the movie theaters anymore anyway because of streaming services. So you're going to make it, like, less invitable? Like, that's dumb. That's a good point. We don't have AMC yep. down here in Hawaii, though. So I'm mad for all the yep. people in the mainland. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, But I love for going really to the movies, and I love movies, and I feel like that's some bullshit. So... Yeah, I agree. That that is interesting. Yeah, I guess I, you know, uh, I probably should have more of an opinion. I am an AMC stub member, so I probably should have more of an opinion on this. But I guess I can understand it from a business standpoint because, like Drake was saying, like they're losing tons of money every year. Like the the theater industry or the movie going industry is not. I mean, yes, there's still billion dollar movies like Avatar and some of the Marvel movies, but from what I understand, they're not like killing it every weekend like they used to. So, excuse me. So I think that they do need to have some way of increasing revenue. I don't know if this is the way to do it. From what I see online, like Scott, a lot of the internet agrees with your opinion where it's like, this is bullshit. Dude. Like, yeah, you like, you're already charging so much and we have to leave our house leave our comfort of our homes to that like, go watch this movie and now you want to like charge us more to like sit in a better seat but you're like what if we got there early it kind of benefits people who have more money than it does people who don't have money and so yeah i guess i could see it both ways but um i don't know it's interesting i'm gonna see how this works out in practice i wonder if it's gonna be one of those things like netflix just did you know, like, um, you know, one thing that we're thinking about is that, you know, if you share your password, you're going to have to sign into the Wi-Fi of that home once every 30 days. And people were like, were uproaring and like pissed off all over the Internet. And they were like, sorry, that was an error, quote unquote, error that we oh, right, right. said, you yeah. know, so I don't know. Maybe this will be an error as well. That's true. I mean, you saying that, I guess that does make sense. But. It's one of those things, like, I don't know. It's, as someone who's, like, purchasing these tickets and whatnot, it's it's weird how, like, it would almost sound better to the public, but it would be worse. It would almost sound better if they're like, hey, we're just going to raise all ticket prices by a dollar. Right. But the fact that it's, like, these seats, it makes it seem exclusive. And right. I think that's what, like, because when I first read it, that's all I'm thinking. But now that I think about it, like, just raising certain seats versus every ticket is better than raising all the ticket prices. Yeah. But so, I, I, I mean, I kind of hear what you're saying too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if they bounce around both those ideas. It is kind of interesting though. You're right. Yeah. Cause, cause what if you're not selling out the theater? Then, then what? I there don't was know. a lot of comments were like, Oh, I'm gonna buy a side, uh, buy a ticket for the side and just move my ass to the middle. When like right. the movie starts, if no one's sitting in it, you know? So, yeah. I have an idea. Oh yeah. What okay. is it? Far away. It's it's not a series, not but there. so an industry into which makes a lot of money based off of a quote unquote subscription slash membership membership service, mm -hmm. and that you have access to potentially you could do tiered memberships like so, but think about all of the gyms that you go to. You have a quote unquote monthly subscription that you pay for. Whatever tier that you're in, you have access to certain areas or whatever the hell, right? Or discounts and blah, 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 hoo, hoo. That way you get individuals who are consistently purchasing a monthly membership so that they have a consistent revenue that they could most likely base off of, um, uh, you know, LY or, uh, you know, they could plan for it mm. in that sense. And so now you have a situation where, I pay what a twenty dollars subscription every month, so I can go to the movie, 
right? And then I, I have to pay for stuff, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I don't go to the movie every day. But if millions of people, hundred, if there's 10,000 people in your city and 9,000 people have the $20 subscription, I mean, figure it out. Yeah, not a bad idea. You almost lost me when you're like membership to a gym. And I was like, <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I actually don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, you know, because like, yeah, you're right. If you had everybody had a subscription service and could go to movies whenever they want, some people aren't going to go to a movie that month. And now you got their free $20. And plus, all of a sudden, you get a huge influx of people going to movies. Now they're buying more popcorn. They're yes. buying more soda. They're buying more candy. Yes. So I think that's a great idea, honestly. That, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. AMC needs to hire you. Like, seriously. Right. Yep. Like, look legitimate it- now. Nah. That's another thing I was reading in the comments. Yeah. Like, um, doesn't AMC have some sort of like um, movie pass situation? Kind of like, and what, like, yeah, yeah, like you were saying, right? That stub um, thing. Like, are they gonna make it then? If you have that, you can't reserve middle seats. Is that how that's gonna work? Or like, because like those right. monthly ones, you're paying a set price anyway. So like, if most people are paying for the subscription, then this I don't I don't even know if this is an effective method of doing it. So. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that bounce around and we don't have any, like much detail. So right. something to think about. Yeah. I think you guys have given a lot of good opinions and a lot mm-hmm. of kind of what the internet and the people are saying. So I think that's a lot to go off of right there. We'll see what it's like in practice. Mm-hmm. All right. Drake, we have an ad tonight. I think you were saying that we we do. do we yes. Not? All right. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we do. Um, and this was in lieu of the... The new D and D movie that's coming out with the Chris Pines and Michelle Rodriguez. Oh man, so hot um, right now. Yeah, super hot right now. So, <clears throat> if you're into D and D, this next ad is for you. So pay attention. During your next D and D campaign, choose dire roll the dice that will keep you guessing. Traditional die would usually land on a number, but not dire dice. When you need it most, it keeps you in the dark. Simply let these die fly and watch as they spin and spin and spin, leaving you wondering if gravity exists. Dire roll, the dice that'll disappoint when you need it most. That's amazing. Wow. I need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I need more disappointment in my life. Than dire yeah, I need roll. to get me some unloaded dice. Yeah. Well, we'll have them send you them. Thank yeah. you to Daryl for sponsoring yeah. us tonight. You, that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yes, we will try to link them in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, the, the show that everybody's been talking about that has just kept on going, and that is episode four of The Last of Us on HBO. Gentlemen, what did we think of it? Scott? You know, I liked it. Um, I feel like this is building up to the more exciting episode, probably. But um, still really good episode. Um, currently, like Drake, I've I've taken to playing the game with Christine. And there was a lot of things in it that were like taken right out of the game. Um, lines and certain shots and whatnot, which was really cool. But um, yeah, I'm really digging this show so far. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk more about it as we go in, but that's my first impression of the, the episode. Yeah, very good. Yeah. What did you think about this one, Drake? Um, a lot more gameplay orientated in terms of um, game to show um, and a lot more building of Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal's, um, what is that called? Uh, uh, chemistry together. I really enjoyed that. I think those two things were the... Uh, the crown of the episode mm-hmm. right yeah i agree it definitely shown through in this episode you can see them just forming this bond now right where joel was purely in charge of protecting her or just kind of carting her through and now you can see him starting to show a little bit of cracks in the relationship mm-hmm. where they like each other and yeah it, it just was a really i thought cool and beautiful episode in a sense and yes i feel like this was a perfect lead into what we're going to get next week but in this one there was a lot of things you know everybody's you can point them out and on any youtube channel if you type in the last of us episode four they could show you all the different ways the game like this episode pulled scenes right out of the game mm-hmm. um, one thing that they didn't pull out of the game though was when they pulled off into the forest 
Yeah. Did you particularly like that scene or what was your guys' thoughts on them kind of leaving and then going camping in the woods and what that did for the overall story? Um, I, I liked it. Um, it showed that like that was introduction to there are dangerous things in this world other than these zombie mushroom people. Um, right. But there was a part like, I mean, I don't go camping a lot. Christine has. But when they get out their sleeping bags and sleep outside, she was mm. like, fuck that. Like, just sleep in the fucking truck. Right. She's like, she gets yeah. the back, you get the front. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, why get out of your vehicle and risk, like, people coming up to you? And it's not like you're making a fire. So, like, just sleep in the cab. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys thought about that as well. But as soon as, like, for the show and to watch them, it, it's easier to film with them camping outside and everything. And, yeah. And the other thing, too, is then you don't get that line, oh, it smells good. Oh, that must be Frank's. So that's the only reason why I think yeah. you add that scene in there because now you got to tie into episode three where it's like, remember that beautiful love story we just showed you? Yeah, that just happened last episode. Don't forget about it. And then here you go. And then now you move on. That's the only reason yeah, why I feel of, like you throw that in there. But I agree. That's true. Yeah. yeah. What were you thinking, Jake? I think um, no, I, pacing-wise, I, th- I, I get why they would want to throw that in pacing-wise just because it gives you kind of a – an emotional break before you get into kind of this high stress situation going into the city and meeting these new characters, et cetera. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily agree with kind of the things that they did in a survival situation where there's fucking fungus zombies and, f- and, and yes, mushrooms grow in forests. So it's like, it <laughs> yeah. didn't make sense to me. Um, right. It, it did make sense in the, in like the, the dialogue that they have together and then the building off of the joke book situation and, Sure, sure. But like in terms of the practicality of why they did it, I was like, um, interesting. But it was, again, a nice pacing, change of pace type situation to help bring us into the the city where everything kind of just goes East Coast. Right. And that's it, right? They get into Kansas in the game. It's Pittsburgh, right? Mm-hmm. They get into a stop where the freeway is blocked in Kansas. They then get into another scene that seems to be pulled right out of the game, which is somebody stumbling in the middle of the streets asking for help. Joel punches it. They then get uh, ambushed and then they drive the truck into the store. But I guess the store wasn't necessarily from game one. That was actually from the game, the second game, right? But then they kind of get out to like a shootout very much like the game. And no, Ellie. there there is a there is like a store in the first game. Really? Was um, but was it a laundromat? Because there, I was re- watching something. And they were saying, "Oh, the laundromat was." Oh, in maybe it was Last a laundromat. That's what it was. I like. Um, yeah, I just remember there being a lot of shelving and all that. Yeah, you're right. I think it was just a laundromat. Yeah, whatever it is that they broke into, they get into like this, you know, a, a cool kind of shootout, and Ellie then has to save Joel. We get to see, you know, she reaches for the knife, doesn't grab the knife, pulls out the gun and ends up shooting that guy. Uh, And it seems like it shakes her to her core. Like she's like, oh my God, that was, you know, traumatic. What did you guys kind of take away from that scene with Ellie and Joel? I kind of, I, I understood what they were getting at because it showed the, the consequence of shooting for um, Ellie's character Mm -hmm. and how she is young. She wants to be mature, but can she handle it? That growth of trust too between her and Joel, because she did technically save his life and seeing that human beings can be human beings as that guy, Ryan, I think was begging for his life Um, in the game. He get uh, Joel gets pulled out and it becomes uh, a punching scene. And then later on more individuals come through that place um, and you have to kind of fight them off, which I I I would lean on that they did a, a pretty decent job at blending the two. Um, but I think more so, again, building Ellie's character up for the viewers to kind of see that there is like this emotional um, maturity that needs to happen for them to trust each other moving forward. Because again, remember, we don't have tests to help bind them. Now they actually have to care about each other uh, moving forward. So right. that was um, interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was interesting because right after that, he then shows her how to hold the gun and he's like, oh, where did you learn, you know, the barracks and the QZ or whatever. And, you know, he's starting to, yeah, he lets her keep the gun. So right there is just showing trust. But it was, 
you know, is it because he likes her and that that trust is built or is it just because she saved him and trust is built? I don't know. It's just some questions I was, you know, rhetorically asking myself. Uh, but then we're introduced to Kathleen and Perry, I believe, who are the uh, kind of the hunters in the city. They have a way different mm. story in the game, right? I don't even think I have. I don't really know that even, I've gotten to that point in the game. Is there? Is that I a game? Team? I feel like they don't. Because I, I didn't get much further than like the um, just still wor- wor- kind of working through that area with all the hunters. Like they haven't really focused on like who's the lead hunter or, or anything. There's not really any sort of that thing going on. Yeah, um, hmm. for sure. Like I think in the game they don't like Kathleen is a new character that they made for the show, and I know Perry is that way too, but. I was wondering, like, there has to be some type of backstory for the hunters in the game, right? Or they just like, hey, there's these people that run this city now. They took down the Kansas City, uh, or I guess in the game, the Pittsburgh Fedra uh, quarantine zone, and now they run, you know, the city. But I don't know. Is there anything beyond that, or is it just that? Um, Shoot. Like, because I'm replaying the game, there's a lot I don't really remember because it was when I first played it was when it came out. Um, the part I got up to though was like they came across his body on the table, and then that's when Joel gives him a name. He's like, "Ah, oh, shit." He's like, "Hunters." Oh, uh, like, okay. So I, yeah. I'm guessing they, if I remember correctly, they're like cannibals, right, and stuff, right? That's how they they bring people in, and because it looked like, you know, this guy was stripped down, and there's like bloody all over. Like they're gonna like take pieces of him off and all that stuff. So they're, Yuck. I mean, they're just people surviving as well, and but. You know, just not people you want to be around. But in in the show, yeah, they're focusing on like, I guess they're telling the hunter's side of it. It seems um, mm-hmm. they're like human. How do you them. how do you feel about like the main actress? Like, I like her. I don't know <laughs> if I like her in this I, role. Like, I really know where this I, is going. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't find her intimidating. I was like, did she like? Right. Did she was she like second in line and then? The head guy died and was like, I guess you're next because the paper says you're next. Like, come right. on, guys. Like, dude, I'll kill It was an you. interesting choice. Yeah, I was like, I, I see someone like Tess, like mm. that actress, holding it down and like controlling all these dudes. Oh, and these, you know, exactly. These but someone like her, I was like, She's I'm like just not mom. buying it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've said this on another show as well. Like, well, like, I see her from Two and a Half Men and that's how I always see her. As like this fun, lovable, like, oh, Charlie. So then when she's like, I'm going to kill you, doctor. I was like, I don't buy this. I'm not going to like, I just don't buy her leading this savage group of people who are who basically were badass enough to take over the government in this city. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It just, that was my only gripe, I think, with the show so far. My only gripe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the foreshadowing too. Sorry to cut you off, Scott. No, no, no. no I'm sorry. I, um, I just like before we move on too far. Like even just that scene with the doctor. Like you know that I don't. Of course, I don't buy her. And then she goes out, and then they're like, "Oh, this dude's hurt." And then she's like, "Could he use a doctor?" And they're like, "Oh, it's too late." And then she's like, almost like the way she goes back and shoots the doctor. I was like, was it because he couldn't help this person that was already dead? It was almost like a. Well then, this doctor's good for nothing. I'm like, right. why even bring up you have a doctor and then kill him if like you're never gonna use this doctor again? Like, so you never need a doctor. Exactly. Is there another doctor? Like what? I'm like, why even <laughs> ask if you need a doctor? No, it's too late. Goes back to the doctor. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, I was 100 percent thinking that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. why did you just off it? Like, he's still a doctor. <laughs> like, he still uses help him. Eventually, like, just leave him in the cell at Horrible the very leader. least. Maybe that's what they're trying to tell us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she in the foreshadowing when um the her main person they went into uh, the attic and then they went down into another place and they saw that the ground has been like essentially broken right, up. Like it's mm. caving in. And it's like, yeah. And then the dude's like, "Should we tell everybody?" She's like, "No, let's do the first thing first And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. So, right. And yep. also, no, he okay. was like, "We need to tell them." Yeah. Like, and she's like, "No." No. Right. And and I was just thinking, man, pet peeve right there for Drake, you know, like having yeah, information and then not communication telling right. everybody. Yeah, but it's just like having information and not telling everybody some vital piece of information because of what and, and I and I really need them to answer, I think, 
that question for me next episode because otherwise I'm just going to hate her and I'm just going to – and not her as a person. I'm sure she's a lovely person and you know she's just do, maybe doing the best she can with the page but it just doesn't make sense um, and I hope that they really can satisfy that uh, you know, in this next episode but – we do see, like you guys had alluded to, she goes up into the attic and sees all these drawings of superheroes. And that kind of foreshadows what we see at the end. And, you know, before we get too far, Ellie and Joel escape and they they find this building. They climb all the way up there. You know, they're making their, you know, camp. What's that? So making their way downtown. They they sure were. Yeah. And then making their way upstairs. And Joel really couldn't do that too well. <laughs> yeah. Probably as well as I can. So what, what am I saying? But they find a room. They crash out in it. He breaks the glass, scatters it. Ellie calls him out on, hey, I can tell you're like deaf in your right ear. You know, yeah. hey, because of shooting. And then she tells probably one of the best jokes uh, in – TV this past weekend, other than oh, the ones scarecrow. that were told to uh, Pedro <laughs> yeah, Pascal. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, do you know di- uh, diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. Yeah. And just seeing yeah. him break and, and start laughing there again, I was like, oh man, he's such a treasure. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. No, also, then, that scene, like, um, I thought it was weird how they, like, they broke all that glass and then they just slept in the same room with the with the doorway. Like, I was like, Okay, you're gonna hear them for like a second. You don't want to be like around the corner, like. And it still doesn't work. So. And it still doesn't work, you know. And then also, did that throw (laughs) you off? Like, it threw. It's like okay, I'm not trying to. Not trying to get cancer or anything. It threw me off that the drawings were like two two white superheroes like consistently, and then there was like two two black guys, and I was like, oh, I did not think that because like, I think because I kept seeing like two like white supermen together interesting you know? okay i didn't yeah. look at it that closely like it was an attic i couldn't tell skin tone, I thought but they were... that is an interesting de- like maybe that's all the crayons he had but that is an interesting detail no oh, brown maybe. crayons no because yeah i, I thought he world. was like i was like oh this maybe. is a kid drawing it he's probably drawing him and like and his, his dad, dad right or you know? the person yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i was like yeah. oh shoot that threw me off I'm not, i mean i don't have anything wrong with it but well, uh, it did throw like, me off it is interesting yeah. for sure. Like why? Yeah, I want to go back. Non continuity. Yeah, I want to go back and watch that and look at look for that because yeah, I didn't notice that. But then also, I mean, I think if you played the game, you know who these characters are, right? Like you know that they're Sam and Henry, and we learn we're going to learn more about Sam and Henry coming up and very crazy kind of tragic story as well. I don't know if that's too much of a spoiler, but uh, yeah, it just you know kind of right when it seems like everything's going right, of course they wake up and something's very much going wrong so yeah i don't know i thought it was solid you know just kind of seeing them go from hey we have this job to do and you know the ellie is like i you know i'm the job and jewel is like all right well i just need to get you from point a to point b to okay well i kind of like you i'm starting to trust you there's a bond being formed uh yeah i thought it was i thought it was a really good relationship building episode i don't know maybe some degree some people might call it like a filler episode but i just thought you need this before because also if the floor that's sinking in is what i think it is which is a bloater then that's going to be a very heavy dramatic action-packed episode you need this kind of lull like the calm before the storm yeah yeah, yeah. You, you definitely need like the character building. It can't all just be action, action, action. So I did. Yeah, I did love the whole he's starting to trust her. Even when she like his decision to give her the gun. You can tell it's like, oh, like I'm angry that you didn't listen to me. But if mm-hmm. you listen to me, I wouldn't be alive. Right. Like, fuck. like ugh. it's yeah. just like it's like and they really do have that like. um kind of uncle niece kind of chemistry it seems like yeah it's like damn it kid like just like it's it's you can see them getting closer and whatnot it's, mm-hmm. it's really great and then to hear like even offset that they're like the best of friends and like that sort of uncle niece sort of way is like yeah. fun to fun to hear so it's really coming through on screen yeah i'm yeah. really liking it yeah absolutely mm. yeah what about you drake no i agree i think um they're doing a really good job at balancing the fanfare for the for the individuals who played the game and building on that lore to help new viewers and for players to kind of get more out of The Last of Us. Uh, again, something that we, we rarely see great adaptation from game to 
um, movie or show, I should say, series, I should say. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm about it. I'm about it. I, um, I'm excited. I, it does kind of feel like we're pushing through it quite quickly because I think what eight episodes, correct? I think it's nine. And nine episodes. Yeah. And in the game that we're at, they're not they're not skipping over things, but they are utilizing certain um, cutscenes as fanfare and they're kind of pushing it up through there which is which is nice at the same point in time i feel like i need to be playing the game quicker so that's why well yeah because what's hard too is like in the game you're getting a lot more gunfights a lot of people like realistically he can't do that because he can't be picking up ammo all over the place in real life yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i get it like even just the whole scene with the shootout and like in the game it's like this whole thing he takes on like seven dudes and then you can go around and refill your ammo and this it made sense that it was just like three dudes you know and mm-hmm. like very little ammo used so it's good and then in the game you get like a bow and arrow you get all kind of cool stuff like grenade things and like so i don't i don't know how much they're gonna do with that and then it makes sense right yeah yeah, yeah. i i'm just kind of disappointed because i didn't play the game but i'm just disappointed by how many like infected i've seen it seems like we got them in the first episode or i guess maybe in the second episode and then that's kind of it you know, so yeah. I'm ready to like start seeing more infected again, which would be cool. It was interesting that there was like zero in the city, like not even one right. that was like dead. And you know, maybe they're super effective, or the humans are super effective at like doing their job or protecting the city. Yeah, but the like, city didn't mess around, it, man. Yeah, it's also a huge city, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what Christine said. No, really? It's like, oh, they're oh, yeah? city. She's like, fuck that, don't drive through the city, go back, backtrack, go around, and then he starts going to just like. <laughs> fucking dumb she's like of course they're like they got guns like when they start showing them how like how they how they are with the vest she's like of course they look like that (laughs) yeah what are you doing get her done dude yeah Kansas City sounds like the new Texas you don't want to mess with it (laughs) so yeah another great episode in the books episode 5 again coming out this Friday The Joystick Show If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W, Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.